0: Hello and welcome to the final episode of 2023 of the Project Football Podcast in association with Luke Williams and Art and Football for Brains 21 quiz book. As normal, more of those later. Uh, big thank you to Louis Croft, who was my last guest on episode 56. So if you're a fan of Nottingham Forest or just in general, you just want to listen to the show, that'd be great. Um, go and give that one a listen. Um, also want to take a little bit of time to say thank you to everybody who's been involved with the show this year, be that guests, um, which I've had a, a few. I um, started off first off with a quiz uh, this year, which was the first guest involvement properly. And, you yeah, know, thanks to Reedy, uh, Andy from Bang Bang podcast, Dan Griffin from the UTT podcast, uh, Grimsby Dan, as he was <laughs> um, affectionately known over the course of that episode, and Eleanor Hobby as well. Uh, thank you to you guys for getting involved in that. Um, thank you to Simon Hill, who's the uh, West Brom fan and the blind football player. Uh, the lads from Abbey Moon, the Cavs, Daz Cadwalander, Gary from Maze, Magic Mod, uh, guys from the Rosa Docks, Ryan from the Assist, uh, Colin and Paul from Seismic Cinema, Tyler from the Vivas. Sorry for just Vivas, get that straight. Uh, Kev, uh, the United City FM. Um, Everyone who got involved in the Hold Your Position episode, which hopefully that'll be, you know, not hopefully, it will be continuing in the new year. Just got to get around to it. Um, And anybody else has had any involvement in the listener segments, all the bands that have been involved with the top six over the course of this year. um, Yeah, Massive thank you for getting the show to where it is now. I say show, that sounds a bit pompous, but you guys know what I mean. As for next year, all being well, just more of the same. Um, enough waffling from me now though. Um, my guest for this episode is someone who I'm more familiar with from being a guest on their show on It's Only a Game podcast. Um, it's Greg. He's a Rochdale fan. Now the interesting thing about this one is I think it's the first time where I've had a fan of the same team as a previous guest, but where they've been in a different division when I've spoken to the second one. So I, th- I think that's right anyway. But either way, um, usual stuff with this. We've got the FM story, FPL, play on words, six-tier champs, and a streamlined festive version of the top six. Uh, all around the world will be back for the first episode of the new year. I just haven't got round to sorting that out yet, but it will be back. But anyway, all that being said, it's time for kickoff. Right then. So, for the final Project Football podcast of 2023, I'd like to welcome for what I can only class as the return leg from the It's Only a Game podcast. I say that because I was on there recently. Go and check them out. Uh, Greg, welcome. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, Mark. Yeah, super uh Ro- Rochdale didn't play at the weekend the game got postponed so um I was sort of happy about that which is really bad isn't it but we're not doing tri- you know we're not doing uh bad or anything it are just sort of having a rest from football for a weekend it's, isn't yeah. that much of a bad thing sometimes
0: no it gives you that sort of time to sort of reset doesn't it yes yeah it was um we're playing
1: tomorrow night we've got gates set at home um but I was thinking, oh you sort of your, your emotions can be put to one side for a for a, for a weekend in counting and, can't, and then you go, Yeah, oh, right, okay, what else are we doing? You know <laughs> but it yeah. seems like you've got go a trip
0: to... to Ikea and you think actually Yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, have yeah, um I'll be happy with Gates there, But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, super.
0: Um, uh, yeah, so as I mentioned in the the introduction to yourself, uh you were part of the It's Only a Game podcast with Deck and Jimmy, is that right? Was there any, I was running. I saw four names on the Twitter account. I didn't know if the because the fourth one wasn't there when I came on.
1: Uh, yes, we, 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 we've got Jimmy's brother. Sometimes he appears on the on the pod. He's like um, with a bit of a mystery sometimes to whether we know if he's going to turn up on the <laughs> pod or not. But the last time we saw him was pre uh, season. So um, yeah, he, he, he has been on it for like two years. And then August was the last time we saw him. So it, it, sometimes on the pre- previous episodes, it looks like we do. There is only three of us, but yeah. um, historically four. Yeah, we'll we'll have him on the Christmas special. It can be the he can be the father uh, Christmas. Yeah,
0: as I <laughs> say, he's due an appearance then, isn't he? Really, that's the
1: one. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: um, in that case, how how did the pod come about? Like, I mean, how, how do you like know Deck and Jimmy and his brother? So, and how did it all come together from that? Like.
1: So um basically I, w- I went to uni with, with Jimmy. Uh we went to Huddersfield Uni and we lived in the same accommodations. Uh he was my one of my neighbours and then we just kept going to the students' union to watch football, but we didn't we didn't really know who, who we were, like, who each other were, sorry, until we were just sat watching all kinds of football back back in the day. Uh so we just got there got, uh, to be friends by watching football in the students' union at Huddersfield Uni. Um so I'd meet up with him every other Day or whenever the football was on, and go, oh, yeah, I'll well, see you next time, we will see you, and then he was there all the time, and that's how it became um a friendship, really. So that was about okay. two thousand and nine, something like that. Um so, yeah, we've been friends ever since, really. Um so Jimmy's an Everton fan. Sometimes occasionally we'll go and watch Tranmere home and away. and he um when he used to have a season ticket with Tranmere, that's how he knows Deck. Because Deck is the the one of the other members of the it's only a game. He's a Tranmere uh, season ticket holder, so they were both basically sat next to each other in in the stand at Preston um, Park. Basically, that's how they know each other. They've been mates with each other a while, uh, and then obviously we've had Jimmy's brother with us as well. Uh, he's an Everton fan, um, so yeah, it, it's it's sort of um, it got started with me and Jimmy and Matt at first um during lockdown, just to try and um, keep up with, not keep up with each other, what would you call it? Um, making sure we're all, all, all OK, really, in terms of yeah,
0: so like a, a mental, mental health. health. Type. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. So that's how it started off, really. And then I, I think because we couldn't really do a lot in, in lockdown, nobody could, could we really? So we <laughs> thought about doing something, let's have a go at this and we can keep in touch once a week type of thing um and it kept our minds busy at the time still does And um but yeah that's that's how it came came about really we um we did did it to keep in touch with each other on on the difficult um covid um times really uh so we used to do one i think it was once a week or once every two weeks something like that but it it did help it really did help because um people were stuck inside obviously and this is going off, off off on a tangent a little bit but i was talking to my boss every day about covid and we're thinking um he said he thinks that covid will be in history lessons in the future i was thinking wow yeah and he's like this is what happened when covid came about and this is what we had to do and things like that and i thought crikey I never even thought of it like that
0: no it had that much of an impact so, didn't it so yeah you know
1: worldwide so, exactly and let's hope it doesn't doesn't happen again so um that's how the podcast came about really Myself, Jimmy, and Matt to start with, and then because, because Rochdale and Everton were getting beat every other week, um, well, every week, even that's that's when we decided to get Deck involved, a Tramway fan, and then his team kept getting beat as well. So, so there is, uh, it's it's it's, it's got a Rochdale, Everton, Tramway slant to it, but we do like any other teams as well, really, that can chip in and general football as well, because, um when all three teams get beat it doesn't make uh, it doesn't make a good listen sometimes <laughs> but you know there's nothing sometimes there's nothing to cheer about but um that's why we uh, we, we we talk about anybody really so
0: yeah, yeah you, you say about it you know coming, you know stemming from the lockdown period it, it's it's the same as this one yes um i think i've just come up for for 3 years on this so december 2020 would have been you know in that window wouldn't it
1: Yes, that's the one.
0: Uh, was, uh... was,
1: um, gosh, yeah. I think a few people yeah. had the same idea, didn't they, in terms of keeping themselves yeah, There's probably busy. a lot,
0: yeah, that, that sort of stemmed from doing that. It's like, well, hang on. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Mm. Why not now, you know, when there's people that, are, you know, that it might just give them that little bit of a, I don't want to say like nudge, but, you know, it, it might just help them sort of, like I say, mentally. Yes. And it, if you can... Have that you know positive impact on just one person, then you've done your job. Exactly. Uh, and
1: it's um, and then other people we, we got other guests on and, and mostly friends, really, and then it sort of everybody um tapped into Twitter, and it's more of a networking thing as well, in terms of uh developing different friendships and um different podcasts like yourself and the the um the Sunderland podcast, the different things like that. We had the Brighton obsessed, Albin Obsessed, sorry. They're on with us and then we go on theirs now and again. And it's it's like it's building up a network almost that you, it, without knowing that you're doing that. It sort of it just seems to happen. And you just get in touch with other fans. And it's great, really. I love the I love the podcasts. I love um I love everything about them. I listen to them on the way to work, on the train, and then coming back. Um sometimes when I'm cooking, because I can be, I can just be cracking on me making tea and listening to it in the background and I can hear it all. So, um, I, I, I absolutely love most football podcasts. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, it, it's something that, uh, that, that there's literally no topic that can't be covered in there. So, you've got, um, you know, ones that I listen to, let's say a few football ones, um, like yourselves. There's the, uh, the, I forgot that, What a Boar Lake. Yes. Uh, that's Those good. lads. Uh, yeah, I like um, that one. Absolute football. Yes. Uh, then you've got the music ones like Fantastical, Shits and Giggles, um, <laughs> Wrestling. Oh, there's the Oasis podcast as well. can't forget that one because James has been a oh, massive yeah. help for me. Um, yeah. If you're into your Oasis, yes. get on that.
1: Oh, right. Um, I need to tap into that one. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Absolutely. Who else?
0: The wrestling lot, UTT. Yes, uh, I've been
1: listening to those recently. The, those um, boys, the yeah.
0: Bang Bang podcast as well. So uh, Yeah. The, yeah. Like I say, there's literally a pod for everything, but with football being so... Vast and popular You know it, It's like a Yeah You, you sort of Minnow swing in the ocean Ain't you really In terms of uh, the, the sound I don't mean that disrespectfully it, no. It's the same with me Like you just Yeah you, You're doing it almost as a hobby Ain't you I suppose Absolutely
1: It's um, it, It's something to I like the creative side of it all. It's sort of coming up with the questions, coming up with who's going to be on next week. Is it just going to be us four? It doesn't matter if it is because we, we've got Everton that have won 5-0 or Rochdale have been beating 4-0. There's always something that slots into place no yeah. matter what. So it, it always, sometimes it just writes itself sometimes and, you, and you, you can be going along with it and you think, well, we haven't got anything for this week. And all of a sudden something happens and you go, yes, we have. <laughs> like, like, of course we have, you know, like, such a body signs, such a body, or so somebody's been relegated. It's a constant wheel of um, news, isn't it? Really, sometimes we've put yeah. them out, and it's already I like, come past that particular headline, but it doesn't matter really. It's because you, you can you can put other other aspects into that with questions and all sorts, really.
0: Yeah, so yeah. as long as you enjoy it, that's the main thing, isn't it? That's what I. Oh, think.
1: absolutely, absolutely, and I don't need to leave home. That's another one. Like Jimmy lives yeah, exactly. Jim, Jimmy lives in near Birkenhead, and I'm near Blackburn. And it's um it's quite a drive for, for all of us, really. And um, Matt's brother is Manchester way. Uh, sorry, Jimmy's brother, Matt. Um, So it's just a lot easier to stay at home and keep in touch as well. There's a lot of benefits to it, really. There's a lot of in, in terms of you don't need to leave your house. And it's yeah, I, I, I think it's great, really. It's it's fantastic. It really is.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So as long as you're enjoying it, then you you suppose you you carry on, don't you?
1: Oh absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Saturated, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Yes,
1: it is, it is, but it's it's not it's not a bad thing sometimes because I can listen to yours, I can listen to the what what a Ball ache ball one, somebody else, I'll be obsessed. I can I've got them all lined up ready to and I don't feel like I'm behind because you can still download them and and you go oh, well, I'll listen to that next week and then you've got it anyway. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think the beauty of them is, even though they're all on the same subject, all the ones you've just mentioned, they're all different. Mm. You know, you can listen to yours, and then I know that yours is going to be different to absolute football, which is going to be different to what a ball like. So, you know, even though, like I say, he's talking about still talking football,
2: mm.
0: it's going to be taken from a different perspective, or someone's going to have different opinions on it. So, you yeah, know, there's always a, a change of pace for some, some might be uh, a bit more intense on some subjects than others. It, you, you know what I mean? There's always a difference between each one that you listen to.
1: Absolutely. it's um, It can be the same topic, but you, you're, you're almost getting a different slant on every one in terms of, I listen, there's, an, there's another Everton one, and they, they they have a different mind frame to Jimmy's way of thinking about Everton. You think, ah, okay, so that's how other Everton fans think. Or that's how... And I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. And you do get a different slant of things sometimes. So it's it's um, it's um a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah. One I did forget to mention um, is like the TV and cinema ones as well. Mm. Watch, um, there's the guys from Seismic Cinema who do a football one as well, ironically. Um, there's the guys from Which the Script, a couple of Scottish lads. Really funny. Um, <laughs> watch it if you can. I think, are they Scousers? I think they are. But like, like I said, that's three different shows yeah. around the same sort of material you know source material yes but all three of them are completely different to each other. It's, um, uh, just oh, it's for example. God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's the uh that's the podcast side of things covered. Um let's face it, we could probably squeeze another hour out of that or so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah probably. Um we're gonna move on to the the meat and potatoes of this and that's football. Funnily enough given the name of the show. Um <laughs> now you're a Rochdale fan. So yes. first question how why so um
1: basically my my granddad used to watch my granddad used to watch rochdale like um long time 1930s possibly uh so he used to live near spotland bridge which is behind the stadium it sort of dips down into the spotland bridge area so him and his him and his brother and his dad used to go i'm sure when he was like six or seven or eight something like that and they would go just because it was their local team and I think they were doing okay at the time. So and I think back then, I think you could. So I think my my granddad's dad, he would send his two sons in from the from the from the first minute at the beginning of the game. And I think I think he went in at half time because I think you could do that back then. I think you could go in cheaper at half time for some reason. Um <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why he did that. I, I'll have to ask my mum if she knows why why they used to do that. But <clears throat> yeah, so so they used to go to Rochdale. Um, so my my dad used to watch Berry, ironically, which was a weird one. Um, so before my dad met my mum, he used to go and watch Berry. And then when he met my mum, he would then go to Rochdale with my granddad, it's just a just to just to be with him type of thing and catch yeah. up with him and socialize with with you know the Ralph type of thing, with Ralph's family, even. Uh, so they used to go they used to go in the 80s um and then i i went to a few in the early 90s when, when my dad and my granddad and then there was a, like a long gap where i didn't go for a while and then they were, i think they were giving out free tickets in schools this is how this is this is um how it all came back again so they were given free tickets in schools and i think then i got the got the um the addiction for it again if you will in terms of oh this yeah. is good and your tickets are paid for you, you know, you, you know, your granddad goes anyway, your dad goes and you say, Oh, and it was sort of, that's how it all came back again in terms of, I went to a few and it was like four or five. I don't really remember them that much. Um, but yeah, it was free tickets basically, but it's interesting that something like that could really take you back, not take you back, but <clears throat> sort of resum- come full circle. absolutely. So that was, um, about 98 ish, something like that. Um, and then it was then it was every week from about 98 for a long time. Uh, away games with my dad. Uh then my uncle come with us, which is my dad's my dad's brother. He come with us. And then there was like a car full eventually, like four of us. Um my mum now and again goes to night games. She likes the night games more. She's like, oh, there's more atmosphere with the night games. Um so she might go to two a season, something like that. Um so yeah, that's how it all came about, really. I think I think it's, well, it were free tickets, but <clears throat> I think my granddad and my dad go in initially it was sort of there maybe from the get go without knowing about it but um yeah, yeah that was it really yeah
0: I say, usually when I asked that question like nine times out of ten it does stem back to a family member whether that be you know parent uncle auntie cousin brother sister whatever the majority of the time is it's one of them but the um the one that I had recently was uh, United City FM, he chose his team from the winner of an FA Cup final. Wow. It was literally whoever won the Cup that year. I won't spoil it, but go back and listen to episode 50-some-odd. In fact, listen to them um, all. Yeah, it said literally that particular year, it was Man United versus Brighton, spoiler alert, and that's how he chose his team. Wow. The winner of that, And he's stuck with them ever since.
1: I quite, I quite like that in a weird sort of... Quite clinical, isn't it? everyone says yeah. this is where I'm. This is who I'm choosing. That's quite interesting.
0: imagine if it had been like oh, I don't know, someone really crap like. Oh, wow. I'm trying to think of yeah. something like that's not going to annoy anyone. Yeah, it could have been two crap teams. Really, couldn't? It? Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. It could have been any cup final, really. Yeah. It, it, it could have been any year in terms of well, opposition wise. Wow, that's quite it something, been... really.
0: If it have been the year before or the year after, it could have been totally different. I don't know who was playing in those finals, but <laughs> yeah, it's one way of doing it, I suppose.
1: It's it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. Wow.
0: At least you've narrowed it down to two then, haven't you, at that point? <laughs> yeah,
1: you're not going to any group stages with that one, are you?
0: No, that's it. It's literally like, that's it's this um, one or the other. That's Unless it's a replay, that's... then I'll choose someone Wow. Else.
1: And I mean, yeah. really, if you think about it, they could have played quite poorly and still won.
0: Well, yeah, they could
1: you know, the other team could have had twenty shots, and then the winner could have won it one nil. It's sort of wow. That's I, I like that, and I'm gonna have to listen mm. into that one. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, that, that's one of the longer ones though. So, uh, just mm. put yourself some time aside for that. One. <laughs> so, back onto Rochdale. Then, obviously, at the end of last season, you left the football league for for the foreseeable future. Anyway, Um you're only just outside the playoffs by two points in eighth position. Your form's not been too bad recently. You've won three out of the last five. So that's not too bad a return. Um, You've got Jimmy McNulty as full-time manager now, instead of caretaker. So he's finally made the step up. Um, How do you see the rest of the season going?
1: It's quite interesting, really, because I think a lot of Dale fans pre-season thought that we were in for a really um, ugly-looking season in terms of a lot of players have left the um the money isn't there at the club and the ownership is it's a little bit all over the place with it, it, it it's, it's a difficult one to get into the ownership side of it all in terms of what it is and where it's trying to go and what it what it can be and what it can't be they're trying to be fan owned <clears throat> but it's not quite working um because there aren't that many fan-owned clubs that are mega successful. I think there's a very much I think basically I think there's like four or five or six that are fan-owned and doing really well with it. I don't yeah. think it's a very good model in terms of there's not 50 teams doing it. Do you know? Yeah. It's um it's it was ambitious to go that route in terms of being fan owned and you can see the fans are quite important. Well they're important to every team, but it was a it's not quite working on, on that front in terms of it, what it is, what it's trying to be and different things like that. Um, so, yeah, we thought we were in for an ugly season. Um, but in in hindsight, thinking about the players that left, they weren't that great, some of them. So you could say most of them, I don't think the attitude were there with a lot of them. Um, so they were bigger than
0: the club, like?
1: A little bit, yeah. So... They've got moves to league teams, which is which is normal. Everybody wants to be really a lot. You know, they want to be playing in the EFL on any level. Really, they'll be happy with being in a professional sort of league and not in non-league. They want to be, you know, they don't want to be in the non-league. Some of them. So, but thinking about it, I was like, well, if they don't want to play for us and they don't want to play in non-league, then they can go. Yeah. Um and it seems like Jim McNulty has managed to recruit players that actually want to play for the club and I don't know how he's managed to do it with a sort of sh- uh, shoestring budget which is it's it's impressive really because he's managed to get in not that not that some of the players aren't honest but it seems that he's got them in for the right reasons and they're playing for the right reasons um because we haven't got any money so it can't be for that you know it can't be is <laughs> your xyz money or, or wage salary um so the players he has got are quite um honest in my opinion the, the the i mean any you know any player is fairly honest aren't they but in terms of being in the non-league and being relegated to that and wanting to play for us like uh clayton uh ex-middlesbrough i think you know the bloody hell have we managed to do that when we haven't got any money but um so that we've obviously got these players in for the right reasons they're playing for us for the right reasons and you can tell when you're watching them that they're running around trying to go for tackles and they're not walking around the pitch like last season some of them were just walking around the pitch so it, it's an improvement which is bizarre really um he's done really well he's done really well McNulty, on on that front because of the we don't. We don't have a huge fan base. We're not a big club. We never have been. We probably never will be. But um, he's managed to. How he's managed to attract some players that want to play for us. He's, he's, it's impressive, really. Um, because everyone thought we'd be near the bottom. To be honest, we thought we'd be in the bottom eight or something like that, struggling uh, to attract players. But Keith Hill managed to do it a couple of seasons ago. He'd get the odd um, what you he would he, what he would call the broken toy player. Yeah. Um, that you can see something in, and you know that they're going to run the legs off, they're going to run through a brick wall, and they but they're not world, world beaters, but they will run and run and run and tackle and get the ball and do that. Um, there were a few we, we had a few over the years. Um, I think Joe Thompson was one of them, he wasn't an absolute world beater, but he he would run through a brick wall and he would keep going until the 95th minute and keep going and keep going, and that's the type of play you need sometimes. Um that type of, it, it, I think it's the mentality. Sometimes you don't. I don't think you have to be a world beater. Sometimes you can have an eleven of bad eggs. And it, there's, there's, there's teams that are doing it now. Like you could say, Man United aren't really. Some of them aren't really. How can I say this? I, I'm not sure if they, they're in it for the right reasons. Some of them. Um yeah. But there's a few other clubs. There's a few other players like that. But. Um. If you can get them with the right mentality, and but they're six out of ten, seven out of ten, even even if you get five out of ten, long as you keep running and going and got the right mentality, you are probably on on a winner really. In 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 regards to, um, you might not get the result, but you you can see improvements and you can see what they're trying to do basically. Um, and I didn't think we'd get to that level this season. I didn't think we'd get to top half. So he's done well really. Um yeah, he's done well. Um some of the some of the players that we have never hit, we don't know who they are, some of them, and we go, oh, I've never heard this fella before, but um they and then you you, you see it on Twitter and you go, Oh, he's not very good, like say Port Vale fans, he's not very good. He weren't very good for us, blah, blah, blah. And then you get him, and he's he's got ten goals already. Do you know? And it's like Yeah. He, the, some players suit a certain um club basically and he's managed to get a few of those as well. So, so I I'm, I'm impressed. The... I'm impressed.
0: Yeah, it could be like the, you know just a, a slight tweak in the style of play as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know, so if you've
0: if yeah. you've got someone uh, a winger for example mm. they could be better suited as more of a an advanced winger sort of pushing up more towards the forwards like you get more of these days rather than like an orthodox midfield a wide midfielder sort of thing. You know, it's just yeah. slight tweaks in that. Yeah. Or even playing them on a different side, you know, and getting them to, to cut inside onto the, onto the stronger foot, maybe, which again, that confused the hell out of me to start with. I <laughs> saw sort of players like, hang on, he's left footed, but he's on the right hand side. Oh yeah. Um, now I get it because really he's cool. doing, you know, shots like that. But yeah, it, it could just be some, or the mentality of the manager possibly and the coaching staff. Yeah. It's you
1: interesting. Know. Yeah.
0: It's, um, There's, all manner of things it could be, but like I say, you you in well not in the playoffs, but, you know, around there you're not that far off getting into them. I think I saw when I looked at the league table, the team in seventh has got two games in hand.
1: Absolutely. Um so, uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy with floating near the playoffs. If we can get in touching distance to the playoffs, I'd I'd, I'd I'd be happy with that. That's um. I mean, I'd be happy with top top half. I think really that'd be unbelievable because of um previous seasons and predicaments and things that have happened it's took the wind out of the club a lot of it in terms of um stopping takeovers that were um in brackets Cowboys um yeah. and, and it, it does take the wind out of the club and the staff and the money and it, it it's difficult sometimes um I know a lot of top top teams like City Arsenal whoever they don't get these problems do they really but um Trying to keep the club going and different, it, it can be difficult. It can be, and I think it's just caught up with us because for years and years I were looking at the conference and I were looking at teams going crikey, there's twelve of them that were in our division. When is it going to be us? Because it's yeah, it can, we're in the same mold as a lot of those teams. York City, like Dan Griffin, run. I don't know about York City. We're in yeah. a very similar mold to them. It like um historically, possibly, we're a bit. Um, fourth division team historically, but that we, we've we've got the same mould as a lot of the teams in the conference and lower. Um, Chesterfield very similar to us. Um, I can't think of any others of at the top of my head. Southend, we're all yeah. very similar mould. Um, Hartlepool, we're all um, what I call division four teams, yeah. or, or nearly uh, third, but we're in there roughly speaking. And it's, it's difficult for a lot of them. Um, I'm looking at I was looking at the league before we got relegated and thinking, crikey, they're they're all old Division Four teams, near near enough. Um, but then we were talking about this on a, on a on a previous episode a while back, myself, Jimmy, and Deck and Matt about there seems to be a lot of teams that have come up from the non-league <clears throat> to League One and League Two. You look at your Salfords, you've got um, who else is in there, uh, Fleetwood. Forest Green. There's a lot of um, teams in there that aren't, aren't historical league teams, but it, it, there's, it's almost like there's been a bit of a shift over the years. I don't know when it started, but you could say past 15 years or 12 years, I don't know what it is, but it's sort of like they've flipped almost. A lot of league, historical league teams have gone down, and then a hell of a lot have come up that aren't historical league teams, like your Fleetwoods and your, your Salfords, Forest Green. Um, who's the other one that I thought about? Uh, Sutton United's yeah. Uh, Barrow, are they... Barrow is another one. Barrow is yeah. another one. Um, so they've. I'd like to. I'd, I'd love to see like an animated graph of that. Sometimes you see them like the little dots. Yeah, being I know what you mean. Down. I'd like to see the how 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 and when that happened. It's sort of.
0: You see that sort of pinpoint, look? yeah, thing? yeah. I, I know what you. I know mm. what you mean. Yeah. Um, but you say that it's like um, there's a lot of pre- like ex Premier League teams in. Mm. Uh, spread across uh, they're not so much the championship because obviously they go straight down into that, but like League One and Two, you Swindon's, mm. Bradford's. Yes. Um who else was it? Portsmouth, Bolton. Portsmouth, Bolton. Uh Reading.
1: Crikey, Reading. Yes, yeah. that's right. I mean,
0: not ones that have like been established Prem teams, but they've been in there for you know a season or two at least. That's um, right. You look at the likes of um Leicester, went down to League One. Yes, uh, the same of yeah. Wolves. Uh, Forest.
1: Did Leeds, did Leeds
0: I do I it as well? I've got a feeling Leeds did as well. Yeah. Gosh. Um, Reedy really will know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But now that there's a few, and obviously not all of them have got back up there. Norwich, I think as well, might have. Ipswich?
1: I think they did. I think Norwich did. Um, yeah. Who were in our division recently, and I was surprised. Well, I said this before we got really. He was in League One. Uh, Sunderland I'm sure in League 1 yeah yeah um, Coventry Black, Blackburn Coventry um there're a few uh, Bolton I'm sure Bolton yes we mentioned Bolton didn't we yeah but it's surprising we seem to get a lot more of that these days and I don't know where that comes from but you seem to get a lot more of our name in the in the in the League 2 League, League 1 even but um it's surprising
2: yeah
1: and
0: need That's to check through the leagues punch. yeah
1: Yes, absolutely. yeah, Sheffield United have, Sheffield Wednesday.
0: The biggest um, one of all, Man City. They Obviously, were, they, they, they were down they there were. before all the money came in. That's right. But, yeah, yeah. They, they've built up. Um, was it Gillingham they beat in the playoffs, I think? In, oh, 90, I've, got, um, was it 90, I've got 98 in my head. I think it was, was 98. 90 90, one of those, 98. It was late, late 90s, early noughties, around that sort of era, That's year. right, just, yeah. And then you, you look at where they are now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Who, who knew that someone with billions of pounds bankrolling a football club would make them successful?
2: <sighs>
0: yeah,
1: who'd have thought that? eh? who'd have thought that?
0: If it's, only um, there was more of them, eh? Oh yeah, it's um, it's
1: yeah. like Wrexham. You know, like you look at that and you think, wow, unbelievable. I'm I'm, I'm jealous, but I love it at the same time. I yeah. love that
0: they've they've kind of gone about it almost the right way. And yes. I've not watched the Wrexham yeah. documentary properly, but from yeah. what I've seen, um. You know that the two of them they want to get to know the people, you know, at the source of the club. You know they want to get to know the fans. You know the the tea lady, the groundsman, mm. everybody. So they know who they're going to be sort of who their decisions are going to affect, sort of thing. That's and right. It, it's it's kind of, it's a breath of fresh air, really, isn't it? Yeah, the owners that really, for want of a better phrase, give a shit. This is it, and. If you look at the squad, they haven't gone to... I
1: mean, I know it probably wouldn't be possible, but for instance, they haven't gone to Liverpool players and, and brought them down, or they haven't gone to, say, I can't think of it, Everton or or whoever. They've got ex-Rochdale players in there. <laughs> I'm right. sure there's, th- there's three ex-Rochdale players in there. Uh, Andy Cannon is one of them. Uh, Ewan O'Connell is another one, and I can't remember. The th- there's, I'm sure there's a third in there, and you think, wow... They've how I don't know how they've managed to do that in terms of they've recruited but done it the 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 best way you could think of in terms of yeah clubs around them or slightly below them and got got and um, picked those which is you know fair enough but they're like you say they haven't gone to silly clubs and brought them back down again and things like that or you know championships here. not not that I know of anyway maybe they've done one or two but
0: if you look no, at the um, entire
1: squad it's it's mostly clubs near around
0: they've had recently they had Ben Foster last season obviously who has run very well
1: that's true I forgot about him
0: Um, and this season I've got a feeling they've got James McLean now as much as he gets stick from the fans you're on about people who will run and run and run
2: Mm.
0: he will go and he's a horrible git as
1: well (laughs) (laughs) you need one of them sometimes (laughs)
0: he's going to get stuck and if there's a ball there to be won and it's I don't know say 60-40 in the other players favour he'll fancy himself for that 40% yes
2: yeah,
0: and uh, yeah. I like that. consequences be damned.
1: I like those type of players. It's, yeah, a um... bit,
0: bit of a throwback, definitely. Um, yeah, very much a Pulis player. I think Purely signed him for us.
1: Crikey, yeah. Enough,
0: but, uh, yeah. So it, honestly, going back to the the, the playoffs with uh, I keep calling it the conference. I can't help it. Yeah, that's how I knew it yeah, growing I up. Call it, I, yeah, national league, if you prefer. Because yeah. um, <laughs> the playoffs is slightly different in that division, isn't it? You've not got. Your four, yeah. and then your two versus two for the semis, and then your final because you got the is it the bottom four out of the six play each other. That's right. Then they go to the semi-finals and the final, yeah. but it's all one legged as well. Yes. So it's, it's slightly, you, you can't get away with having a poor game, can you?
1: Well, this is it. It's it's more. Um, I hope I hope they change it at some point just to give other teams a chance of promotion and things like that. I mean, I probably would say that because we we are in that division, but. <laughs> before we were in that division I thought one automatic was a bit harsh really but um, yeah it, it's because um, it was it was it last season it was Wrexham and Wrexham Notts, and Notts County. County
0: but obviously with Wrexham winning yeah. the league that meant yeah. Notts County had to go through the playoffs and they were how many about 20 odd points ahead of third place or something ridiculous like that I think they
1: I think they were on 100 odd points in second and yeah. they, they, they could, possibly could um, might not have been promoted on, with 100 points.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's just bonkers so, when you think about it. If they'd have done yeah. like the two auto and say one playoffs, yeah, obviously that means a, a third one going down from um, League Two. Yeah. So but it's, it's, it'd be consistent then, wouldn't it, with the rest of the, I think so. with the football league? So, I think so. And you'd, you'd like to yeah. think that the rule makers would look at last season and think, oh, hang on a sec. Maybe there is something to be said for, mm. you know, a two auto plus one playoffs, but it's all well and good me saying that from a championship point of view <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah it would be nice
0: <laughs> so, so you think you'll maybe play offs this season but you you'd settle for being a contender overall Oof, it,
1: it's a difficult one because as 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 good as the mentality is of the squad, it's quite a thin squad, so we've always been um wary of the possibility of two or three injuries and we're knackered or yep. two three and then they then they can build up can't they when the, the um festive period uh fixtures come flying through and you're playing every whatever it is uh, it be a midweek
0: weekends for yeah. about three four weeks then ain't yeah that's right so I'm a little bit
1: wary of that um I'd I'd be happy with top half um I, I would take top half um I think we're capable of Avoiding anything there, um, relegation. Hopefully, touch wood. I think we're, I think we're slightly okay there. I'd like to think yeah. so. Um, you're not I'm saying like you're too.
0: Good. You're not saying you're too good to go down, obviously. But no, I think there's enough about you to. I
1: think so. Not get drawn. Um I think we should be okay. Beginning of the season, I'd have thought otherwise, but as um, where we are in December with fixtures and, and results and players and different things like that, hopefully we'll avoid that situation. But I, I would take top half. I think I'd take top half and then build next season. Definitely, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Actually, it, it's almost like playing football manager, isn't it? Yeah, it is, actually. You, yeah. you, you
1: take that, don't you? And then sort of, sort of steady and then then crack on next push season. push on hopefully. next
0: season, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, going back to, oh, we're talking about teams that have, have proper dropped. Um, Scunthorpe?
1: Yes. Because
0: um, they're in National League North now, I think.
1: I think they are. I think they are. Yeah. They're definitely. It's sad, really, because they're another team like us. They're very, very similar to us. I've been to the stadium a few times. Um, don't mind. I have nothing against. There's nothing against Gunfort, Really, they're, it's it's sad, really, how it all comes about. Um, yeah. It's. I don't know the full story about how it's completely happened, but um, you, you do follow it in terms of the headlines, don't you? In terms of this is now happening. This is now yeah. happening. But from the beginning all the way through, I haven't really followed it. But it's sad, really, because they're they're a team that don't have any issues with Scunthorpe. No, Um,
0: I think it was too long ago. They were in the Championship as well, because I think we were playing them.
1: Yes, I'm sure. That's right. Yeah, they were at one point. Yeah. Um, Uh, Gosh.
0: It's just how it goes sometimes, isn't it? You sort of hit hit a bit of a a sticky patch, (laughs) and then one thing leads to another, leads to another, and it's just like, crap, we'd like you know, three relegations down. Now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's sad. It's, it's sad. It, 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 there should be something in place to sort of protect the teams f- from, from, ha- from this happening to the, to some of these teams. But I suppose, you know, the, the football pyramid is the football pyramid, isn't it? In terms of, yeah, you, you, that's part of the rules in terms of if you, if you can't get the points and the results, you do get relegated. That's the, that's it. That's, that's, that's what it is, isn't it really? Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's sad though. It's sad. You don't you don't you don't like to see it really. I mean, there are other teams I hold a grudge against. That I'd be like, if they, if it <laughs> happened to them, I'd be sort of like, oh well, <laughs> long yeah, as they man, don't yeah, go man. completely bust. You know, as long as that doesn't happen. But, no, that's well, it. You, you know,
0: you wouldn't to seeing them drop a level or two.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah. nothing too bad. Like obviously, no, the Berry not go si- out the, of business. Yeah, no, like the Berry situation's awful. That's 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 sad. What happened to Berry? And, they were our main rivals really and we didn't we didn't really want it to happen a lot of rochdale fans i mean you might get the odd one on twitter winding them up about it but i think the the um, a large majority of rochdale fans didn't didn't want that to happen to bury what we're happening and, and because it's 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 really on our doorstep i think there's only 5 miles between bury and rochdale right. um so it was very much on our doorstep and a lot of Rochdale and Bury fans live in in the middle, which is is Haywood, which is a town. In, it's called Haywood. A lot of people live in Haywood, and they they would be two mile from Bury, and two mile from Rochdale, or, or whatever. It's yeah. very similar. So it's all on our on our doorstep, and it sort of bleeds into the towns that are very close. And we all know what's happening.
0: Um, I suppose you get a lot that work together. You know, families of yes a, of both yeah. sides as well. So um, yeah, um, yeah, it's sad.
1: Yeah, I hope they, I hope they come back up again. I think they're doing well in their division. I think, I think they're in the ninth tier. I think they were top of the league at one point. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I hope they come back up. You know, it's, it's,
0: it's it great. can be done, can't it? AFC Wimbledon is an example of that.
1: There you go. Yeah, it can be done. It can so, be done. So,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. So, I think that is a decent point to move on to the first of the segments. Mm. If that's all right with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Luke Williamson Art is a family-run business producing digital art prints of iconic and famous football grounds from yesteryear, running since 2017. Also, by entering the code PROJFOOT10, as projfoot one at the checkout, you'll get 10% off any artwork purchased. So there have been technical issues, I think, with the code. Um, so if it doesn't work, get in touch with Luke, and I'm sure we'll be able to sort it out. Also, if you're looking for a football quiz book with over 700 questions, as well as chapters on football in lockdown and the Diary of a Memorabilia Collector, then look no further than the Football for Brains 21 quiz book by Stephen End. A donation from the sale of each book goes to the Scores Project and Head for Change Charities. Now back to the show. It's... Um... This first one's a bit of a new one. It only debuted in the last episode with Louis Croft. Um, so it's still very much in its infancy. But I'm sticking with it anyway because it, it was a good laugh. And knowing what I do from when I was on your show, you like your music anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So th- this plays, you know, quite well into your wheelhouse. Uh, it's called Prematch match Playlist. So premise is you're in charge of the Pre-Match Playlist. The title says itself. Um, five songs to get the crowd, you know, that little bit more up for the game than what they are already. Not that they wouldn't be to start with, obviously. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, um, so, what five songs you want to go for, and what's the reasoning behind them?
1: Yeah. So, um, so, I'm gonna, I've got, so I've got, I've got five. Four are traditionally played. One, two. Four are usually played at Rochdale, and that's why I've, I've picked four that are usually played at Rochdale and one that isn't played at Rochdale. Um, right. so, we'll go with, the,
0: go with the Rochdale ones first, and I have that one for the last one. Yeah,
1: no problem. So we used to have a, I wouldn't say he was famous, but he is sort of a, people knew who he was, the radio, um stadium announcer and Tannoy MC, if you will. And he's called Dave Sweetmore. And he used to do a lot of like indie indie nights at Rochdale and Berry and Haywood and Wigan and he's now he's left the club. He, he was at the club for twenty odd years and now he's that's what he's doing now. He's doing he's doing music and um Dave Sweetmore live sessions and different DJ sets and things like that. Mo, he's very much into promoting new bands. I'll try and I'll try and send him a few links to, um to you actually about what he does and things like that.
0: I um, that's something that this show is very much about as well.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, basically, during lockdown, he used to get musicians on the pitch and they'd record it on YouTube and different things like that. They were locals to Rochdale and things like that. Yeah. Um. But so he would also play the, the big hits as well. Um. So so one of them I I sort of associate with, um, being in the stadium or being around the stadium is um I've gone for the Stone Roses, which is I've gone for Waterfall. Okay. Um. So that's the one that I, I sort of associate with. Walking around, this you can hear it even though you're yeah. not in the stadium. You can still hear it, can't you? Sometimes um that's I, I associate that with um like just walking around, waiting for the you know buying the program. There's a chippy smack down, smack smack down. Sorry, smack bang outside I was the stadium. That. We,
0: that's not it's the a different podcast. One. That's that's the UTT and bang bang. <laughs> that's Dan. Lads. Sorry,
1: that's, Dan. That's <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's it's literally outside the um outside the stadium. The chippy and I, I associate listening to that song. And that sort of builds it up for me, like oh. right, we, we, we're ready, we're ready with this, and that's that's. Yeah. Uh...
0: You say about the chippy? I've got a feeling. Um, when Reedy was a guest, who used to do beat the first man. He's a, a big Leeds fan, as I said. Yeah. Um, he said something about the the chippy up there. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, again, you'd have to go back and listen to that one to hear the proper. Yeah. Prop, but I'm, I'm sure he mentioned something to do with the chippy. And dogs. Nice. I don't think I'd long had. Charlotte who's oh yeah the absolute That's football right. show. Yeah um so sorry, you're not the first Rockstar fan I've spoken to. Oh, no no so. it's fine.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um but yeah because that, well, that was well, all it was just, just me and food. Yeah, well, can't yeah,
1: <laughs> it's called will Wilbut's Lane Chippy, and um it, a lot of a lot of fans seem to mention that. Like Deck, before I really knew Net Deck were the trammy uh an hour pod, he was like, Oh, is that that's all I remember, really. I remember the result, but I remember the chippy outside as well. That was cracking, yeah. you know, and it's, you get a few of them going, is that chippy still open? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it seems to be, I don't know. It's a, a few fans seem to remember that, but um, I remember the chippies from other stadiums. Like um there used to be a cracking one near Shrewsbury, uh, Gay Meadow, the old stadium, there used to be one on the corner there, there. Um, And there's a few, there's a few more, but yeah. I've gone on, on a tangent with food there, haven't we? But yeah. um, Stone Roses, Waterfall. That's that's, yes. that's my first um, one. That's not a
0: bad start, to be fair.
1: Yeah. Um, okay, one of the next ones is I've gone for Catfish and the Bottle Men. Uh, is it Kathleen? Is that how you pronounce it, Kathleen? I think so. Yeah. Right. So that's a new one that they play at the, st- the stadium and I quite like that one. That's um, I don't know, it's one of the... It's within the past four years and that one, roughly speaking, of when it was yeah. released, but that's a, that's a cracking one that gets you going when you're in the stadium, and you see all the fans filtering in, and that kicks in as well. Um, so that's the second one. Uh third one, I've gone for In Spiral Carpets. Uh, she comes in the fall. So that's they play that one quite a lot in the stadium as well. But um, they all sort of build it up, don't they? It's all part of the atmosphere, isn't it? Realistic yeah. uh music in the stadiums. So yeah, the, um In Spiral Carpets, uh, she comes in the fall. Um and Fourth one that they use in the stadium, I've gone for the Smiths. This charming man, um, that's that's one that my dad likes, so um, yeah, it just reminds me of my dad. Like, really, when we, when we stood up and he go, Oh, this is a good one, like, you'll just <laughs> sort of and then he'll just start singing that one. But you, you end up, you, you do end up singing them, don't you, to yourself, <laughs> to yourself, or, or almost in your under your breath, almost. Do you, yeah, you know, right. you, I mean, you know,
0: not so much the Smiths for me. I just can't get on with Morrissey. It, uh,
1: no, he's a bit of a. He is a bit of an odd one, isn't
0: he? But bit of a moody get. But
1: yeah. he is. I think sometimes when the beat comes in, you, you yeah, it, it, it just takes you, doesn't it? Sometimes.
0: I think if, if he didn't sound so whiny, I wouldn't mind him so much. But it's just I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. So,
1: no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got. Oh, I've got a fifth one.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah so my that, fifth that
1: one. Was, yeah. Uh, Those are the four that are are generally played in the stadium, but I I play them as well. They're they're my... I like those. They're on my favourite list on Spotify. And the fifth one, I've gone for one that I don't hear in the stadium, but I heard it the other day for the first time in a while, and I thought, oh, that's got a... It really kicks in, that one. And that was... um, I've gone for uh, Liam Gallagher, Wall of Glass. So that Ah. one's really... That one's really sort of kicks in straight away, doesn't it, that one? Good shout. And I was um, completely... I mean, I knew he had, he had some decent songs and stuff like that, but that was, um, it just kicks him straight away, doesn't it? No messing with that one. <laughs> and yeah, like, oh, and anything
0: Gallagher-related, I'm sold. So.
1: Oh, int- yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. super.
0: And the, um, I, just, again, going off on a bit of a tangent, when that album came out and the, well, it was when the single came out initially yes. um, for Wall of Glass, because that was his first solo song, wasn't it? Mm, That's song, um, yeah. My oldest was just starting Nursery um, around about the same time. And... She was able to say words like paraphernalia just straight off because it was part of the lyrics and she knew the words wow. to that before she was reading properly. I was like, you know what? That's a parenting win in my opinion.
1: Um, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be really proud about that. That was yeah. um, especially the I like I like both the Gallagher's really. That's, so um, so when
0: when your Lit Stars starts nursery, yeah, then that that's something to think about what you're playing in the car. I'm playing the
1: Master Plan, I'll be playing yeah. um Champagne Supernova, all sorts.
0: <laughs> I, I had to be careful though, because one of the songs on the album, um, he drops the F-bomb. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, what song is it now? Damn it. I can't think of the name of the song now, but yeah, um, it does. And I was sort of like waiting for it to come on, then like quick mute and then back on. Yeah. You got it. To... You can't avoid that sort of, <clears throat> you can't no. avoid words like that with kids these days, can you? Because you, you're wherever no. you go. But anyway, enough, enough about the parenting. <laughs> so, pre-match playlist done. Uh, next up I think we'll go for a bit of four for you super super, so, super five matches that you've chosen um I have seen if you could get like a four one split for Rodale or a three two split but if you haven't that's fair enough I'm not gonna judge um so these matches you could have experienced from the perspective of anyone involved in that match so great super. let's kick off with your first one then
1: Super duper. Um so I've gone for there's two Rochdale ones. There's one for England, and there's one which I sort of um inboxed you about, which isn't yeah. which isn't a player, uh, which is these uh, I'll tap into that one shortly. I'll go for the Rochdale ones first and get those ones out of the way. All right, um so there was I was racking my brains out with this when I was trying to think, Crikey, um from a perspective of somebody else, Rochdale goals, what can we do? So, I've gone for one that was quite unusual. Um, So, Rochdale played Bradford away a couple of years ago. I think it was about six or seven years ago. Rochdale got a penalty. Ian Henderson's going to take the penalty. He takes the penalty. He hits the crossbar. He ducks. It goes behind him because he hears somebody behind him shout, duck.
0: Obviously, he couldn't touch the ball again because the the keeper hasn't saved it, has he?
1: Yes. So... Um, Ian Anderson ducks out the way, and uh, Peter Vincente slots it through, basically. But I, I, my, I, I would, I would like to have been Ian Anderson there because you think he should have missed the penalty, and then someone goes duck, get out the way, and then someone else has scored. So you think, oh relief, <laughs> such a relief, you know. But I'll, I'll try and send you that. But it, it, there's a lot going on in them few minutes, and you go, I'll, I'll going be looking on it up for the
0: soundboard anyway. So I'll, yeah. I'll be seeing it at some point, definitely. Um,
1: but you think Enderson's the best, one of the best strikers we've ever had. And you think, oh, this yeah. is going in. You know, you, not to be like um, arrogant, but you think you, you, there's a good chance that this is going in here. And yeah. then bang, and you got your out what? On him scoring. And it's the initial shock. I, if I were me and Anderson, I'd be go, oh, what for done here, you know? And then Peter behind me duck out the way, move or duck, and you, you can almost <laughs> see it happening or or something in terms of the the body language of shit, to better get out the way" and then he just slots it in and you think the relief from Ian Anderson must be something there. I think, you know, I think if he was the know, player
0: coming in for the, that of Vincente, I'd have probably mm. used a bit more industrial instructions. I that. think
1: there may have been, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, there may have been, but um, I was in the ground for that one. And I was just, it was, because it, it happens so quickly, doesn't it? And you go, oh yeah. You're like, oh,
2: get
0: it. You've you almost not I mean? got time to register that he's missed properly. Have you just got yes. like, yeah. the balls at the back of the net? It's like, oh yeah, we scored. Yeah,
1: Yes. So um, that was that's one of them. I'd, 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 yeah, it'd be, re- be a relief, really, if I was Ian Anderson there. Yeah. A lot of relief. Um, your,
0: your team has bailed you out on that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so that's the one Rochdale one. I'll go for the next one. Um, so we... Rochdale played Man United a couple of years ago. I think it was just before COVID. We played them at Old Trafford in the League Cup.
0: League Cup, yeah. yeah.
1: And we somehow drew and it went to penalties um so i i would like to have been the player that made the assist for this for our goal uh, it was Aaron morley i think from um yeah it was definitely Aaron morley and he's sort of um he's got a little bit of time on the ball and he just sort of chips across all the way over sort of the back post comes down and it, it's in the mix basically for uh, luke Matheson to score now i think luke Math- Matheson's 16 at the time i think i'm sure he was 16 he's very young anyway
0: but that's Didn't he sort of, go to Wolves?
1: That's or right. Was on loan Wolves.
0: There's some sort of connection to them, isn't there? That's
1: it. That's the guy. That's him. Um, but I, I would, I would have been chuffed to be uh, the player to assist that goal. Basically, I would have been really chuffed because that sort of catapulted him into something else. Really.
2: Yeah.
1: He um that put him in the headlines and the news and the he's only 16. You know, and he was still in school and he was doing his GCSEs and, and he, I think he had his. his um, Sure, he had his GSS, GCSEs that week, or, or something, something along those lines. <laughs> and he's That's thinking, impressive. really, is impressive. Um, he he was good player for us, but it didn't last long at Rochdale. I think he was sold to uh, Wolves, as you say, for one point two million. I think it was, but as, as, a, as a Rochdale, as the the club can't, you can't be turning offers down no. like that. Really, hundred million, uh, sorry, one point two million, even. But um, yeah, you can't, you can't be turning things down like that. But I'd have been really chuffed if I. You know, if I was managed to assist someone who's 16 years old and it's you know catapults him into the, you know the headlines and things like that, you'd have been really chuffed for him, really.
0: You can say to him, um, "Hey, look, if it weren't for my cross, you wouldn't be where you are." Well, well, you <laughs> could
1: say that, couldn't you? Yeah, you could actually. But um, <clears throat> I think we lost on. Well, we did lose on penalties that night, but I, did, I didn't feel like it was that. Didn't feel like it was a, a, a defeat, really. It sounds a bit daft, but it was sort of. They had World Cup winners, eventual World Cup winners. Sorry, on the field, I think they had like Paul Pogba and a few others, and you're thinking. How have we done that? Like, how and female mates who were Man United fans are like, Oh, you might get something tonight, you might get something thinking. I don't think we will. And then as the game's going on, you're thinking, We might do. He's not running. He's had a shot that's gone out the ground, and you're thinking, We could do, we could get something
0: here. That's it. The longer you hold on, <clears throat> the more you start to believe. And well, this is it's it. The hope that kills you, isn't it? Ultimately.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that was that's the second one. That was that would have, would have liked to have been Aaron Morley who who chipped the ball in for that goal.
0: That's clipped across towards that far post and the young right back's coming in and scores. Luke Matheson,
2: the 16-year-old, equalises for League One, Rochdale.
1: So that's two. Um okay, yeah, third one is i was trying to think of well, there's a, there's a few iconic uh, England goals, isn't there, over the years. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, what would be the best? What would be the best um, view of this goal? And so, so basically, I've, I've gone for the the Beckham goal against Greece in 2001. And I remember vaguely, I think was it Sheringham that wanted to take the free kick, didn't he? I think he yes. was keen to, or, or one of the one of the free kicks in that build up. Anyway, he was, was
0: in and around the the ball. And I was when thinking, was punched,
1: yeah. imagine imagine being Teddy Sheringham. Like you want to, you want obviously you want to you want anybody to score that's England in in the England 11 there. But um if you've put the ball down and you're thinking, oh come on, I I want to have a shot myself now, type of thing. Um and then he just hits that, you've you've, yeah. you've almost got the best view in the house of that in terms of you stood next to him. Do you, know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean when he does that? You you essentially stood next to him when he does that, and you're thinking if I was Teddy Sheringham, he'd be like, "Oh, come on, David, you've had about four now that haven't quite worked or three, you know, like give me a chance, you know and it, 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 the, the clocks running yeah. down obviously so i'd I would like la- would have liked to have been Teddy Sheringham in that situation just because david had a few, he had a great game, I'm not saying he didn't have a good game, but David had a great game, and you're thinking, right, give me a chance now." And then you watch that go in, like you have got the best seat in the house almost in terms yeah. of watching that go in.
0: So, Short of hitting it yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You haven't you haven't really done anything in terms of making the assist or anything like that. But in terms of watching that go in from the ball is directly in front of you as well. Must have been something. For, to, yeah. It, yeah. Must have been something. <clears throat>
0: so that one's come up a few times, but it's usually ah, been yeah. from Beckham's perspective. Oh, okay. I think that's yeah, the yeah. first time it's been from somebody else. So when you said England, I was like, is this gonna be what I think it is?
2: And it was, <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah. You
0: know, you've you've put a bit of a curveball in, so uh, no, yeah. that, that's fair enough. So that's three, uh two more slots to fill. Um
1: I've only got one more left, unfortunately, but I'll I'll try and think of something along the way as well. Um so this is the one I, I was I was thinking of a an unusual sort of slant of yeah um being on the pitch, if you will, for a goal. So we'll, we'll we'll go to the um, it's England against Germany 1966 World Cup final. Um, in brackets, the Russian linesman, yeah. Um, if I can pronounce his name correctly, uh, Tufik Tofik Bar- Baramov, Baramov, I think that's what he's called. I've absolutely butchered his name there, but never mind. Should we just, should we just call him Russian Dave? Let's call him Russian Dave. Um yeah. I, I should have called him Russian Dave really from the yeah. get-go. But um I'm sure his um, mates would have at the time, obviously. Yeah, probably. But um it was quite something, wasn't it? Because it, it it's all um there was there was something behind it in terms of politically driven, isn't it? In terms of his nationality, and so it, there was a lot there was a lot in that, and I was reading up. I think I've took a screenshot actually, I was reading about him in terms of I think he did it earlier in the competition as well. Uh, ah, I've got it here actually. So da, 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 da. Uh, here we go. Yes, uh, he was notable for being a linesman who helped award the dubious goal for England in the nineteen sixty-six World Cup final. Um, ah, so he was wrongly referred to as the Russian linesman um, because he was from Azerbaijan, apparently. Okay.
0: Um, as a would referee, that, is that one yeah. of the former Russian state, or would it have been Russia at the
1: time? I'm not too sure. 1960s. Um, would it have been?
0: I don't know if it was sort of separated from yeah. it then, but that that sounded up a whole can of worms on yes. that sort of things. But yeah. Okay.
1: Um, so basically, when I would do, I did a little bit of reading about him, and it was saying um, <clears throat> as a referee early in the tournament. He drew attention also by denying uh, Switzerland a goal against Spain, which was a controversial one as well. So, okay.
2: so he'd he got already had form.
1: Then. Yeah, he'd, he'd already, he's already got form, hasn't he, this fella? So, and apparently they, they named the stadium after him. Um, the Azerbaijan National Stadium was named after him. Okay. Um, after his death in 1993, they honored they honored hit him basically, and um, the Azerbaijan Stadium was named after him. The uh, Mm-hmm. thinking there's a lot to really delve into there. And I think I think that's sort of um you can make a TV programme about that fella. I think there's something I think there's something that I need to do a bit more um reading up on that guy. But I always found it fascinating the 1966 goal that he was just like, yeah, that's a goal. And it was you know obviously it was <laughs> we want the goal, don't we? But yeah, is 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 it a goal? You know um,
0: didn't the but, ref run over to him had a bit yeah. of a conflag and then they just he just pointed to the center circle
1: yes yeah that's um, that's that's the one but um yeah. i was i was trying to think imagine being that guy where you've previously let another team have a goal that was um suspicious in the in the yeah. same competition and then you, you've done it again in the final <laughs> like, you know it's sort it's interesting. I thought that might have been an interesting take, being that line. No,
0: you know what? Nobody in the history of this segment... I say history, it's only been going for a couple of years, like, but <laughs> of all the picks that they've been, nobody's gone for a match official. So that no. is a first. Interesting. That. Yeah. And being joined, you've only picked four instead of five. Mm. I think that is a perfect, perfect cutting-off point for that. Yeah, OK. So I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think we're going to top yeah. that one, but...
2: His ball running himself back. Oh, no, doing. Yes. yes, no, no, the linesman says no. The linesman says no. It's a goal.
0: What I have forgotten to do, and we've got sort of lost in the, the order of things, is uh, five from five, which is where the uh, the whole randomness comes into play. And again, for anyone new to this, uh, it, it's normally the first segment I do. But I think because I've thrown the music one in now, and I'm just like, ah, crap! I've you know
2: <laughs>
0: messed things up a bit. But anyway, it's here now. It's going to happen. There's five blocks of 11 questions. Brilliant. Oh, uh, All you've got to do, pick a number in each block from 1 to 11, see what the question is, and, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, let's go for it.
0: Go on. Segment one, what are we having?
1: Um, So what are the numbers to pick from? Sorry, are they?
0: Just between 1 and 11.
1: Oh, we're in 11. Um, I'll go for eight.
0: Eight. Okay. Uh, Do you prefer traditional black boots or the modern sort of multicolored? style football boots?
1: Oof. I do like the modern ones, to be honest. I think um, there's a lot of creativity in the modern ones. I, mean, I think, obviously, you see a lot of the ones that Beckham wore over the years, and the um, Messi and Ronaldo, re- fairly recent times.
0: I'd, I'd go for modern been done by a three-year-old.
1: <laughs> yeah, Well, yeah, absolutely. Some of them are. Some of them are awful. But I think it's... it's, it's Yeah, I quite like it, actually, because I, I had a few growing up that were... Um, like a dark blue colour, you'd probably get away with dark blue colour, wouldn't you? But um, yeah, and and then you, you you've got the, the Adidas Predator ones. Some of them are icon- iconic, aren't they? You've got some of the some of them used to be silver and blue. The Beckham ones, one of the some of those ones. Um, yeah, no, I'd go for coloured ones. Yeah, I think that's okay. the, it's quite quite creative.
0: Yeah, uh, fair shout. All right. Um, next pick, you can have the same number again. There's no restrictions, but again, one to eleven. What are we going for?
1: I will go for three.
0: OK, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if this one's come up before, but it's uh, it, it's one that's not been done for ages. If uh, if it has, you've just brought a pet dog or cat, you know, not going to discriminate either way. But the only condition of you being allowed to have it is that it's named after either a past or present Rochdale player. Ooh, wow! So who are you going to name your new canine or feline oh, friend oh. after?
1: Nice. <laughs> yeah, I like that um okay Roger, so, i told you it was random now it's good i like this this is brilliant i've heard a few of the other ones on the on the, the uh early episodes as well um okay so i'll go f- if it was it's, I'm, I'm saying it, it's a dog and okay. one of my favorite Rochdale players is gary jones and his nickname was jonah so i think okay. we could get away with you could you get away with jonah as a dog you can't Probably. get away with gary can you really i don't think that's gonna work
0: I've heard dogs um, called all sorts, so Jonah's <laughs> not that out of the realm of um, possibility. Yeah,
1: okay, I'll, I'll have Jonah. Yeah, yeah, Jonah that's the dog. I'll have
0: that. I'll have that. Okay, okay, right. Uh, section three, one to eleven. What's your pick? Six. Uh, okay. Uh, again, this is a this is a musical related one. Uh, if you were setting up a band, which past or present rock player would you pick to be the lead singer?
1: Wow, that's great. <laughs> wow ah that is a great question
0: and more to the point what sort of band would it be because i know you were big in the chilies not you so would you go for that sort of thing or would you go for like a sort of five-piece brit pop type effort or
1: that's fantastic i'm trying to think of something that's a slightly full of like energy and a bit of character um right okay so there's a there's a um we used to have a forward called Lee, Mac- Lee McKevley, he were called, a uh, and he used to play for us about 20 years ago. And I think he would be quite um a fun um lead sing lead singer, basically. I think he would be sort of like a ska sort of band almost.
0: Um okay, I a lot, lot of specials, that sort yeah,
1: of thing. Yeah. I think he I think he could fit that role. Um he's got a skinhead, quite a stocky guy, but he, he was quite fun with it, and he was very um, he had a lot of character to him. He, he's, yeah. he's quite nice. Nice, Yeah, I think that would work on a, a, a SCAR possibly side of things.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair out. All right, so uh, penultimate choice now. Uh, what do you want to go okay. for?
1: Number nine, please.
0: <clears throat> okay. Um, if you had a sign in the tunnel, uh, I'm going to call it Spotland because that's what I've always yeah. known it as. <laughs> um, you know, like you've got, this is Anfield as the players come out. Right. Yeah. If you if you were to have one in the tunnel coming out to the pitch at Scotland, what would you have? Yeah. What would it say?
1: Okay. So, uh, about twenty years ago, we used to have a we used to have a um well the the, the home kit had a sort of like a um embroidery across the sleeve, and because of the because of the fonts or the style of um how they did the particular stitching. It, it looked like a misprint. Okay. And I always, I always think it's. A lot of people say it now, and it, it, it's, it's quite a uh, funny thing. So it, it's, a, it was supposed to say Dale till I die, but it, it read like Dale till I pie, <laughs> because of the, because of the stitching. <clears throat> I'll try and find it somehow. But so I, I would have Dale till I pie actually on the top, just Got for you. a laugh, just for a bit of a laugh. Um, yeah, why not
0: you've got a bit of yeah. humor in these things haven't you
1: D- Delta i like Pie that's what I'd have
0: <laughs> excellent
1: yeah
0: right uh, last one then um, so again 1 to 11 what we what I'll have
1: of? number 10 please
0: number 10 okay uh, which current Rochdale player could you see as a future manager
1: oof interesting that's a great question uh, let's see who have we got there um I think I'll, I think I'll go for Ian Henderson Ian Henderson yeah. uh because he's got the right mentality he's nearly 40 years old now and he's still playing um he's got the plenty of experience playing in three different divisions with us in league 1 league 2 conference um I, I think I think he would make a good manager I think he would be a different type of manager he wouldn't be your old school type of he wouldn't be a cluffy or anything like that. He'd yeah. be a very new breed of the new, new, um, new way of doing things a little bit like a Michael Carrick or something like that in terms of the new way, possibly. Um, yeah. not to
0: play a false nine and go four, four, two.
1: Yes. I think there'd be <laughs> some sort of um, fancy stuff going on in there somehow, but um, I think he's got the mentality for it. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd go for Ian Anderson. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's fair shout. So, that's that one done then, and now I've got my segments in the right order. we have actually come to <laughs> come to the last I've done this before, I promise you um so the final segment is trippier through time um i've I've toyed with a different name for it for ages, but no it's <laughs> just because um oh, yeah. like my show my rules, yeah, you know, that's sort of <laughs> um premise is you've gotta pick your best or favorite eleven for Rochdale. Players from the 60s to the 2020s. <clears throat> the caveat of that is, you can't have any more than two players from any decade. But with the City Lights wildcard rule in effect, there's one decade that you could have three from. Now, if you'd followed that, well done, because I struggle to remember it sometimes. <laughs> um, I've had, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, first off, what, what formation are you going for?
1: It's a bit of a. And Mike Bassett Christmas pudding, I think a little bit. Um, So we've got 3 two, three. I've got three centre backs, a right back. Oh, it's it's all over the place, but it, it would I think it could work. It's yeah. definitely it's roughly four four three three roughly. Uh, we'll go with that. One, yeah, four, one, two, three. Yeah, we'll we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So all right. So um, we'll start off with the man in the sticks. Then I guess as good a place as any. Super.
1: Okay. Um. So I've gone for the the nineteen eighties for this one, um. Because I I had to ask one of my mates who's been going longer than I have, which I, I did know this fella and I completely forgot about him. I've gone for Keith Welsh, um. Who's supposed to be a really good goalkeeper for Rochdale in the eighties. Um. I've heard a lot about him. I I, I started going in the nineties, unfortunately, but um. A lot of um. A lot of Rochdale players or fans even. S- speak highly of Keith Welsh. Um, he's yeah. very good goalkeeper, energetic, um, commanding. So I've gone for Keith Welsh. He's slightly before my time, but um, in, 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 in accordance with the rules, I've gone for the 1980s and I've gone for him.
0: <clears throat> okay. Uh, who's your back four then?
1: Okie dokie. So uh, I'll go for the first one. Currently, he's still playing, actually. Um, he plays for Wrexham. He's called Ewan O'Connell. And he was. I've got the 2020s for for this guy. He's a centre back. Um, he left Rochdale about 18 months ago to sign for Wrexham, which you can't blame him, can you? Really? But I'm um, really not. You <laughs> can't blame him. But he was a really good player. He was. Um, even we remember in League Two, he was very. Um, you could see he were he were almost better than League Two in terms of everything he were doing. Were they were sort of travelling up with the ball and, and passing yeah. up from centre back. Just he just had a touch of class to and he thought, he's not going to be with us long, this fella. Um, he was a captain. He was a captain. Um And he just knew that if anybody came in for him, he'd, he'd be going. He'd be going. And you, you, you can't blame some of them, really. You, you, you know, as long as he's... You know, if you go to a direct rival, that's a bit of a, Ooh, hang on a minute. You You're
0: know, a kicker, but, isn't it? <clears throat> absolutely. But... Yeah. Um, Reminds me not slightly. Too um, 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 not too bad. Yeah, there's a lad used to play for Starbridge, who was my local team. Literally, they're only about a mile from door to door sort of thing. Uh called Dan Scar. Uh he scored against Wickham in the third round of the cup over at their place. Um oh, Starbridge wow. lost, but you know, that they, they got as far as they'd ever been in the in that competition. He's now playing for Plymouth in the championship.
1: Oh brilliant. Wow. And has
0: a goal to his name as well. Interesting.
1: That's and, um, uh, it's great when you know them as well, isn't it? I, I don't know him though
0: him, but obviously oh, you know, know he's no 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 he's just you know played for literally oh sorry not, of course same, yeah. yes yeah oh um, yeah well i did exactly. have his former manager on the podcast a little while ago gary hackett so
2: oh yeah
0: into that yeah wow so that, uh... that was a good one he still is likely actually but anyway we're going off topic <laughs>
1: okay uh next one i've gone for alan reeves which is a uh 1990s <clears throat> so we had him in the 1990s he was a good player for rochdale early 90s I think I'm I'm certain that we sold into the Crazy Gang Wimbledon. Uh, he was part of that crew after Rochdale.
0: The name does ring um, a bell. To be fair,
1: yeah. Um, I'll try and um, send a photo of him later. Uh, but he was he was a um, no nonsense. You know, he he would get stuck in type of player. Yeah. Um, which would probably be fitting for Wimbledon back then, probably because <laughs> they would. Uh, you know that was their. You know, they were Wimbledon. Shall we say they were the crazy gang? I
0: cried, um, I've seen the crying out loud, you know what? what...
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, he, I, I vaguely remember him, and my dad always talks about oh, Reeves, he were good. So, um, yeah, so he's my third one. Uh, I've gone fourth one, you, you'll like this one. Um, Craig Dawson, uh, it is Craig Dawson, hey. <laughs> it is Craig Dawson, um, 2010s, uh, Craig Dawson. What can you say? Really, you were, you were um, it writes itself. Really, we we, were, we signed him from Radcliffe Borough for peanuts. Really, I can't remember what it was less than ten grand or something like that. Um Radcliffe Borough uh, came in the youth system at Rochdale. I think he really, he were, he was literally a kid when he was playing for us. He must have been nineteen, twenty, something around that age. And I'm sure we we mentioned on our recording the other week. That I'm, I'm sure he was in double figures as a centre back for goals, which is Incredible, really, when you think about it. Um, but you he, would never know, to... isn't he? Yes, he's, he's 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 unbelievable in the air. Um, I even remember some of his goals now. I remember in my in my mind, I can see them. He's just he's just there, it's straight in. There's no messing. He, he's he's got that goal, you know. He, he's um, nobody's nobody's having it, if you will, yeah. apart from him. Um, but yeah, I've, I've gone for Craig Dawson, but he's another one that's sort of quite old
0: school, isn't he? Yeah.
1: He is. He is actually. He, he's. Um, he reminds me of um, a few Rochdale players generations before him, or a generation before him even. He reminds me of ones we've had before that are just getting stuck in, and the headers yeah. as well. He were a great player. I mean, he were never gonna, you were never gonna stay with us, but obviously you you, you would have watched him with West Brom,
0: yeah. Quite a few times more at right back than anything, though, randomly. That's
1: interesting. I wonder.
0: Yeah, but to be why? fair, he didn't do too bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was. Um, he, he always had the. He always had the ability. And I think he yeah. did. He play in the Olympics for Great Britain.
0: Um, I, you know what? He might have done. I think he might have done. Because um, yeah, I mean, oh, that that'd be one we have to uh, have to double check. But because when we signed him, we loaned him back to you, didn't we?
1: That's right. Yeah, we did. You did even. Um, and then he scored on the think he scored on the final day for Rochdale against Bournemouth at home 1-0 um I always remember that as his sort of uh his send-off if you will for Rochdale it was another cracking header
0: but um oh, <laughs> Craig Dawson scores header who knew <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I, I thought he played for Great Britain for some reason he did um he did I've just had a quick ah, one I think he converted one of the penalties um I'm sure we played somebody and he went to penalties um he converted his penalty anyway. I don't know if we
2: won.
0: It, Is it, he, um, he, um, I've got it here. He featured in the 1 0 victory over Uruguay as a last minute sub for Daniel Sturridge, another Albion X. Uh, he also featured in the quarterfinal yeah. in South Korea, uh, coming on for Micah Richards and scoring in the penalty shootout. So, yes. Well wow. done, you.
1: Yeah. these random. Um, Nuggets of information that keep oh, in, my the ones brain. Stick in your
0: head, don't they?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they're useful in a quiz, but it, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's okay if the question's there, you know. But
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so you got doors at center off. Who have you got yes. alongside him?
1: Uh, we've got um going to the 2000s for Wayne Evans, which was a, a uh, right back, he's unfortunately passed away a couple of months ago, about uh four months ago. But he he was he a f- phenomenal player, he was were, he were another one that would just get stuck in and you. You don't see them that often these days. You see a few of them that are sort of an old-fashioned sort of um, getting stuck in defender, like almost like a Dennis Irwin or, or somebody on that level. Yeah. Um, but he, he was one that would just get stuck in. And um, I was devastated when he passed away a couple of months ago. You were, were a great player. Um, I just wanted to mention him, really. Yeah, you were a top player. Um, so, yeah, that's my... Got the goalkeeper in the back four there. I'll go
2: to (laughs) yeah.
1: Start. I'll I'll keep going in the midfield. Um, Twenty tens. Twenty tens. I've gone for Peter Vincente, who I previously mentioned before for the Bradford goal. He was a very unorthodox sort of midfielder. To look at him, he doesn't sort of not quite sure. He looks like a footballer, Um, but when he got the ball, he was quite good, and he used to be quite um, unpredictable. So you would—he wasn't necessarily somebody who would dribble with the ball, but you would—he would see a pass or you would see a a, a bit of movement. You think, "Crikey, I didn't see that!" Or,
0: "Yeah,
1: that's quite something." And they're—I think they're the best ones. Sometimes when you—you think, "Wow, I didn't see that there. I didn't see that developing, and I didn't see this happening." Um, And sometimes you can be high up in the stadium, looking down on the pitch, and you can see it building up. You think, "If he just passes it left here, and then they don't do that, and they do something better." Sometimes he did that. You think, crikey, how's he how's he seen that play around? How did he see that opening? Or he was one of those type of players, um, Peter Vincente. Um
0: and that's why they're yeah. on the pitch and we're in the stands.
1: Absolutely, yeah. that's uh, <laughs> that's right. That yeah, yeah. Um, so in the centre, I've got uh, 1990s. I've gone for Gary Jones, which is one of my favourite favourite Rochdale players. He's another one who would get stuck in. There's a common theme here of players getting stuck in. It does seem um... to be that, not it? <laughs> Gary Jones was a great player for us. Um, I think he's the all-time appearance holder for Rochdale. Um, he famously—well, I say famously—we we sold. I think we sold him to Bradford City, and I think he was the captain for Bradford City when they got in the League Cup final against Swansea. Okay. So he um, did the beat the beat quite a list of um, Premier League teams in that run. Yeah. I think was it Arsenal, Aston Villa,
0: was it Chelsea? I think there's 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 a few in there. I don't know if that might be the FA Cup they beat Chelsea in. Oh, know. yeah. Um, so that'd, have been, and, uh, that'd have been a few years ago,
1: wouldn't it? That uh, about twenty eleven or twelve, something like that. See, this is the problem yes. when you mention
0: oh. something and then you've got Google at your fingertips. You just you feel compelled. Yes. To... Yeah, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Oh wow. Okay. So only only ten years ago. Gosh, it seems longer. Wow. Um, and, yeah, Gary Jones was captain.
1: Yeah, he was, a, he was a absolute, just a pure leader. The, 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 you, you know, you, you see a few of them. You see Roy Keynes and you see whoever. He, he was one that was my word. If he were our captain, you're thinking, blimey, like uh, the opposition are in for it here. Yeah. yeah. But the Bradford fans love him. Bradford fans love him as well. So it's like a common, like sometimes when we play them, we play them in a charity game or, or something friendly game or something, they always say, oh, Gary Jones and it's like, they love him as well. He's always at their sort of legends nights. If they do, if Bradford city do a legends yeah. night, Gary Jones is there. I mean, maybe not a legend because I don't think they won anything, but he got them to the final, you know, and it was quite an achievement, weren't it really? So
0: Exactly. Um, you type what you can, don't you?
1: Absolutely. Uh Next one, I'm going to go for the, it's the 2000s for this one. Um, So I've gone for Paddy McCourt, which is a, I'm trying to think who else he played. I think he played for Celtic, um, Barnsley, Peterborough, Brighton, Rochdale. Uh, I think he played. He did play for Northern Ireland. He did. Yeah, he did play for Northern Ireland. He was very. We had him um, in the. I think he was in the youth team, Paddy McCourt, and he came in at like the age of eighteen. He was unbelievable. He was like. Um, he obviously wasn't, but he was. He was very similar in terms of style to a George Best. He would just run with the ball. Yeah. And you think, where is he going? And he just like run past three of them and then nearly score. And you think, my word, we've got something here. Um, and I think he, he was linked to Man City and Blackburn when we had him. Um, and for some reason, it didn't quite pan out for him on on that front. But he, he did go on to play for Celtic and a few other teams. Um, I think he played in the Champions League, I think. I could be wrong. I'm to have to look into that. But he was. I think he's the most naturally gifted player we've probably ever had. He was just so on the ball. And I, I, my dad always tells me about this story. I don't remember this game. We said, oh, yeah, there was a game where he'd beat two of them. And he turned back around again, and said to them, "Get try and get the ball off me." And I said, "I don't, I don't remember that." He went, "Oh yeah." He went back to beat them again, and came back. <laughs> I went, "Really?" He went, "Oh yeah." He, one of them, he was like, "Go on then," and he's like, "I'll, I'll, get, I'll get it off you or something." I'm like, "Go on then," and he just turned around and like, yeah, "Go on then," luck, yeah. try and get it off me, and then he just ran that. off again.
0: There's a like, wow. the lads, yeah. Back in the day when I used to play five a side regularly, um, the, 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 the bunch of mates from school. Uh, secondary school, obviously, we weren't playing against adults in primary school. That'd just be unfair. <laughs> um, and he'd be that sort of player. He, he'd got the skills, you know, without question. But he'd beat one or two. You'd think pass it or have a shot, you know, something be like, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you again. And he would nine times out of ten. And he'd get people sort of swinging for his ankles, sort yeah. of. Like you got to get close to him to start with.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is it, isn't it? You've got to. Um... Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah i think that's uh that's your midfield three isn't it
1: i've got one two th- yeah three more yeah. three more um so i never saw this player but he, he i've gone i've gone to the nineteen sixties for this player uh it's reg jenkins uh reg jenkins rochdale's sort of um i think he was the he, well he was the all time goal scorer before ian henderson broke that one about a year ago but yeah reg jenkins was the the um the one that everyone used to talk about that would no one would ever get anywhere near his goals. And he was the um He can point. <laughs> yes, yeah. And he was the he was the old-fashioned sort of um like obviously like uh Man United have got your Bobby Charlton and West Ham have got their Bobby Moore. And you know, you've got the ones from generations ago that yeah. people talk about. He he was that type of player that people from generation you know, from from the sixties that, that that we would we would talk about, and my granddad would talk about Reg Jenkins and say, "Oh, you are a good player." And it's a different time, isn't it? Really, when you look at the sixties and like the ball were different, the game were different, yeah. the players were different. It's sort of, um, I know, I wish I that could have seen uh, a few games from the sixties just to see you know, how, how it were all, how it all was really in the, you know, we had a lot of good players didn't we? in the 60s, generally speaking in this country, really, we had a lot of cracking players and obviously we won the world cup, you, that um, 66, but um, <clears throat> yeah. And he, I think he was in the team that got us promoted the first time ever uh, in the 60s. So that sort of makes sense, doesn't it? If he was the uh, yeah. top goal scorer as well. Um, so yeah, gone for Reg Jenkins. I've got two more left and I've gone for the, 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 the fellow that breaks his record. I've gone for Ian Henderson, but gone for Ian Henderson in the twenty twenties. Um, so yeah, what can you say about Ian Henderson? He was—he's um, he, still playing, <laughs> still playing. I'm sure he's touching forty. I think he's—he's got to be thirty nine or thirty eight. He's close anyway. Yeah. But, um. He, he, he's—he's um—he's he's, the fitness levels of Ian Henderson are incredible. I mean, you get a few of them, don't you? The um, oh, what's he called? The he's in the—he's in the lower leagues. Um. He's got a bald head. Is he called Kevin? Ah, that'll come back to me shortly, but you get a few of them that are are close to 40s that are still playing. You think, wow, they're there. Is it Kevin Ellison? Kevin Ellison, was he? Um, Wayne Ellison, Wayne Ellison, that might be him. No, that might be him. But you get a few of them in the 40s, don't you You think, wow,
0: you know what? I'm thinking of Wayne Ellison, he used to play for (laughs) Tramway, possibly. Mm. Um, um,
1: but yeah, Hendo, um, unbelievable. Some of the goals that he scored that are. So, I know it's, it's biased, really, but some of the some of the Rochdale players are saying like if if that was anybody else, that'd be a highlight reel on Sky News, Sky Sports News for yeah. something. And obviously, you, you say that about your own club, don't you? And your own players in in, in different and you're spots. allowed
0: to as well. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. So there was one cracking goal against Leeds. Um, I think he just volleyed it from outside the box, but it was more of a it was like a weird volley chip. He sort of, it was coming towards him. He just tapped it in the air and it went up and just dinked yeah. him. You're thinking just some of the goals are incredible that he's scored over the years. Um, and my final player, um, so I've had to use your rule that you, that you mentioned in terms of the city lights rule yes. because, um, I started watching in the early 90s basically, so I was a bit stumped with um, some of these. So I've had to go for another player from the 2000s. Um, but uh, I don't know okay there, I think, really. There's only one, but uh, gone for say, Grant... that's
0: that's what the yeah. rules there for,
1: yeah, yeah. So, I've gone for Grant Holt as my final player.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, Holt, Holt he was a good player for Rochdale in the 2000s. Um, he 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 can be quite deceiving sometimes because he was a a a, um, a stocky bloke at one point for Rochdale. Not saying he was uh, out of shape or anything, he, he, yeah. How he was built, you'd have thought, well, he's not gonna run with the ball. And he and he used to just run at the defenders with the ball. And some of them didn't know what to do, but for us anyway. I don't know if that's the case with anybody else. I think you might have seen it probably possibly for Norwich, but he had a lot to him. He had a lot to him. Um I thought he were quite good for Rochdale. And we had him quite young. Um he, he were we had him and um Paddy Court at the same time and Gary Jones and a few others. Um so yeah, that's that's my eleven. That's my oh, okay. eleven.
0: Um I don't know if I mentioned it to you about this one, but did you pick a manager for this team?
1: I have, yes. Ah, uh, I've gone right for then. the uh, the one and only. I've gone for Keith Hill, who is my uh, my my generation in terms of watching Rochdale. Um, two promotions, um, multiple playoffs. We've tried. Well, we've, we've lost a few, but we, we, he's got us there, and, and you know, tried to get us up. Um, just some great FA Cup um, giant knocking out games, if you will, giant killing yeah. games even. Uh, so yeah, I've gone for Keith Hill, and I've I've gone for his assistant as well. I've gone for David Flitcroft as well. Okay. Um, so they oh, used to relaxed. be a, a bit of a tag team. They were a bit like uh, Batman and Robin, really. They were. <laughs> you couldn't have Hilly without Flitcroft at the time, and I think they used to call. What were they called? Hillcroft was like their thing. <laughs> Hillcroft they used to call themselves or Brangelina. Yeah, exactly. That's like uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, Flickers and Hilly were. That, that's like uh, yeah. I had that. Yeah, had, yeah, absolutely.
0: Nah, that's fair enough. Just to go back to a couple of things from uh, what we were saying just like it'd be great if you could go back to the '60s, but with a modern football.
1: Yes. Gosh. Just yeah, that sort of works because you know. Um, yeah.
0: You see the one that uh, Bobby Charlton play, uh, scored against Portugal, I think it was.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: You, you, know, you know the goal I'm on about the recreator in um, the video for Three Lions, as well. Yes, yeah, so I
1: know what you're on about. Gosh. And,
0: yeah. It'd be interesting to see, you know, had he hit that with a modern football, where that would have ended up, um, would the ball have crossed the line in the final?
1: That's a good point, actually.
0: I, I mean, we point. know it did cross the line, but, you know, would it have been more conclusive than it is now? I see where you're coming from. Um, and the yes. other thing, you mentioned about Grant Holt, and something in my head said that he'd been involved in wrestling.
1: He was, wasn't he?
0: And I've got his wiki page up here. Um, there's only a couple of lines on it, but it says, in May 2018... He signed a professional wrestling contract with WAW.
2: Mm. He won
0: his first fight when he was the last man in a 40-man Royal Rumble, (laughs) earning him the Crusher Mason Memorial Trophy. And in total, he wrestled three matches, the last one being in June 2019, and he won all three of them. So (laughs) you you talk about your Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. No, that's gone. Grant Holt's got the next streak going.
1: I I remember that being in the headlines for some bizarre reason. I remember that being a thing. Um, It
0: was was him. there was one of the, a former Borussia Dortmund keeper, I think, um, was in like some sort of developmental territory in Germany. Wow. And there was a former Burton Albion goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. Who in, uh, going to, like on the, the UK indie scene, I think he might have been, something like that. But yeah, he was a big lad.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, like he was proper, you know, if he wasn't a footballer, you'd think you could be a pro wrestler, definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: So. He was, um, um Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling football crossovers aside, um, <laughs> that's it, I'm afraid, Greg, but it's no, been bro- a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you very much most for joining course. us. Yeah. Um, do you want to let anyone listen, listening to this, where they can find you, uh, Jimmy and Deck doing your thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, so y- you can just find us really on on um, most social platforms. It's only a game. Um, so we sh- we're, on, we're on Spotify, Twitter. I call it Twitter. It's Twitter, isn't it? It's, it's Twitter,
0: Twitter. Yeah. Um, Pollux to Elon Musk. It's Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, mostly on Twitter, putting on uh, different polls and questions and different things about that. We've all all general types about football. Uh, so yeah, I think we've got an episode coming out in about two weeks, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. Thanks, like you've done a couple of top fives recently, haven't you? For, uh, I think strikers and Maddie- that's right.
1: Yes, um, yes. It's interesting to get a lot of the. Um, we've had a lot of different uh, fans chipping in. We've had Bolton, um, uh, Bolton fans, Peterborough, Everton. And it's the sometimes you forget about these names and you go, Oh yeah, he did he did manage yeah, them. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a goalkeeper with them or crikey, you forgot about that. And it's sort of refreshes your mind, doesn't it, sometimes yeah. in your memory.
0: Could be yeah. fun. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, um Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, I look forward to catching up with you soon, mate.
1: Thank you very much, mate. Thank you for nice the one. invite. Fantastic. Enjoyed Thanks it. On. Thank you very much.
0: Thank nice you. One. Take it easy, mate. Cheers. It's time now for the next chapter in the FM story with York City. Uh, We're going to be covering December 2023 and January 2024. So December started off with a home win uh, 4-0 against 16th place Oxford City. Uh, They stayed 16th. uh, We stayed first. Uh, In the theme of home wins and teams staying in the same position, uh, Ebbs Fleet came to town, beat them 3-0. They were third, stayed third. We stayed first. Uh, then we had Rochdale at home in the league and they were sitting 23rd at this point. But surprisingly, got a one-all draw. So we can beat teams that are closer to us in the league, but the further away they are, seem to struggle on that one. But yeah, that lifted them up to 22nd, which in the conference, is that safe? No, I can't remember. But either way, it moved them up a place, but we stayed top of the pile. Uh, next up was the FA Trophy and a trip to the Northeast. And Blythe Spartans uh, drew 2-2 after normal time, uh, but ended up losing 7-6 on penalties, unfortunately. So the, uh, the FA Trophy journey ends there. And we stayed with the North East. We stayed in the North East, even. And we had Gateshead in the league to round off December and lost that one 2-0. Uh, they were fourth going into this. That moved them up to third and dropped us to second. Uh, overall, though, board and fans both rated us uh, A. So that's all right. So into January, then, and it was Gateshead coming to York. And yeah, it, this, this ended up level aggregate if you take that into consideration. So they were third going into this. Uh, we won 6-4. They dropped back down to fourth, and we moved back up to top of the table. And then we went to Boreham Wood. Um, so all these are league games now because I don't think we're in any cup competitions from here on in. Um, yeah, went to Borumwood, lost 3-1, they were 10th, moved them up to 9th, we go back down to 2nd. Uh, then a home game against Fylde, we won that one one nil. although they were 23rd, that's where they stayed. and Those three points moved us back to the top of the pile. And then Oxford City again, uh, went away this time, we drew 0-0. So it's a rarity for them to be no goals in our matches. Um, prior to this, Oxford were 15th. That's where they stayed. And we dropped down to second after dropping points away from home. But back to the northeast and a trip to Hartlepool. We won that 1-2-0. Hartlepool were ninth going into this. Uh, they dropped down to 11th. We still stayed second, but at least we're back in winning ways. And, you know, on a little three-match run at the moment without a defeat. Um, no transfers to speak of which I know is surprising but given there's not much of a budget to work with you know at this level um it's just easier to save the money for for the summer um yeah board and fans both giving us an A plus for that so overall not a bad end to 2023 not a bad start to 2024 so next episode we'll be covering uh, February and March of 2024 and hopefully the promotion push continues. All right, moving on now to the uh, PFP FPL. Uh, we're covering game week 16 and 17 in this one, so not too much to catch up with. Um, after game week 16's matches were completed, uh, there was joint top of the league in the, in the top division. Um, so we've got Reedy with Rodon Add on and on, and Martin Tranters Paperboy FC, both on eight hundred and ninety points. And third was Luke Williamson's Dear Podens. Um, in the bottom three, uh, bottom of the pile is Colin from Seismic Cinema with AFC Richmond on seven hundred and twenty-four. And twelfth was Marcus Whitehead's Our Time on seven seven nine, and then. Uh, rounding off the bottom three, is Sam Lambeth with Old Havertz Kai Hard. So that was after game week 16. Uh, game week 17. And there's a bit of a change to the top three this time. Uh, in third place is Dwayne's uh, Dwayne Parchman's Aki and Saltfish on 936. Uh Paperboy FC hanging in the top three with nine four three. I'm gonna aware that round a little bit, sorry. And top of the pile, jumping up from uh, third the previous week, is Luke Williamson. And his team, DeAppodence, are two points clear on 945. Um, again, change to the bottom three as well. Uh, AFC Richmond's still bottom on 751. Uh, our time on 823 is still second from bottom. But dipping into the relegation zone is Glenn Cadman and his team, Gangsters Allardyce. At uh, a championship level now, the. Second division I've got going on in this. Um, the top three from game week 16, uh, top of the league was Julie Lakin with WKD Blues on 924. Uh, second was Kaylee Noakes with McGinnon Tonic. Some great names here um, on 917. And rounding off the top three was George Gibbs with his take on Backstreet Moyes on 887. Uh, the bottom three, uh, Bottom of the pile was Dan Barker, Gray, or Grimsby Dan, as you might know him from the quiz, uh, with DBG's Destroyers. Uh, Project Football FC, who's one of my teams, um, we're third from bottom on 716. Dan's on 690, by the way. And Mark Doyle with his team, Marky Marks, were on at 773. Um, going into game week 17, the bottom three haven't changed. Neither has the order, just the points. Not that it's of any difference, but... Mark is only one point of off getting out of the bottom three, so the SQ army, you need to keep a look over your shoulder. Um, the top three, it's the same three from last week, just a slightly different order. Uh, McGinn and Tonic have gone top with nine seven one, then WKD Blues have dropped to second uh, with nine six five, and Backstreet Moyes have got nine four four. Uh moving on now, and it's time for the six-tier champs. Uh, we'll kick off in the Premier League. Uh, currently, it's Bournemouth, who are on a bit of a roll. Uh, three matches at the moment, including the one where they won uh, the title uh, of Newcastle. No, tell a lie. that would be four. Anyway, since last time, um, they've beaten Man United 3-0 away, and then there was the unfortunate match at home to Luton Town obviously where there was the incident with Luton captain Tom Lockyer uh, suffering uh, a cardiac issue I think they call it or I don't know if it was a full on heart attack I haven't read a massive amount into it but all I know is he's out of hospital he's responsive and I hope he makes a full recovery and uh, yeah he's able to play football again so yeah it's a bit of a a, a tinged a tainted sorry uh, fixture that one but Again, I don't know what's going to happen with them replaying it, being as it was 1-1 after a certain amount of time. Don't know what the rules are regarding that. Um, championship, uh, staying on the south coast as last time, Southampton had done a bit of a role. Uh Two draws and a win in the last three since last time. Uh, one all away at Watford, then one all away at Coventry. And most recently, a 4-0 win at home to Blackburn. And again, still on the south coast. Um, Portsmouth regained the title in League One from Northampton. They went on to defend initially against Bolton, winning 2-0 at home, and then beating Shrewsbury uh, 3-0 away. So in Premier League, Championship and League One, titles are staying on the South Coast. Uh, League Two, Swindon defended against AFC Wimbledon, uh, but they lost 4-0. And then AFC Wimbledon made their first defence and they drew uh, 0-0 away to Salford City. uh, In the National League, there's only been one game in there, uh, I think because of the second round of the Cup being what it was. Uh, Maidenhead still the champs. uh, They beat Kitty Harriers 1-0 at home. Uh, Conference North or National League North, whatever. Uh, Again, one game and it was Scunthorpe Three, Chorley, nil. Uh, finally, uh, Conference South, uh, Chelmsford City lost 2-1 to St Albans. So the title has uh, changed hands in that division, which I think is pretty much the only one where the last result uh, didn't result in a title change. Uh, just looking across the list now. Yep, that's how things stand in the Six Tier champs. Right then, it's back. Play on words. And for this time round, it was a mash of football and Star Wars. So going a bit left field, not an actor, not a band. You know, going for a film franchise. Um I've got a few, and not gonna lie, they're pretty ropey. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna go with them anyway, because it's the best that I've got. So my first one is Poor Darth Vylda. I've got Eric Chewbacca, I think he used to play for Leeds, Eric Bacca, anyway, uh, Princess Leia Verkusen, uh, Kyle Oren Walker, uh, and in the form of football results, R2, D2, C3, P0. Uh, On to ones that I've had sent in. Um, Mike, who's a Wolves fan, sends a couple in and he's got the Millennium Falcon Stadium, that works uh, and he's also put Ron Vlar2D2 who uh, I think was otherwise nicknamed it Concrete Ron, uh, any Villa fans you can sort of confirm that for us uh, we've also had from the lads from Mantra Ray Diego Yoda or Yoda instead of Jota Mikhailo Ren Mudrick Carlos Chewbacca who's Colombian Jabba the Hutt who's apparently a Brazilian player Lewis Jar Jar Binks at Coventry Jeremy Count Dooku uh, The Man on DeLorean use of brackets here Revenge of the Alan Smith so it meant to be Revenge of the Sith but oh, I probably butchered that one and uh, Return of the Jed I Wallace, so that's one I'm more too familiar with. Dan Griffin, he sent in quite a few. Uh, let's go back to the first one, which is Episode 4, A New Hope Powell. Episode 5, The Empire Strikers Back. And Episode 6, Return of the Jed Wallace. So, it's ironic considering he's been injured recently and not long come back, so yeah. Um, and Akin Fenworth Skywalker. John Obi-Min Kenobi, Obi-Wan Chop Kenobi, Princess Layoff and QPR2-D2, uh, Manchester Sithy, not Nottingham Forest Moon of Endor, get it right, not not Forest, Luke Skyle Walker, Chewbacca the Net, uh, C3P Obafemi Martins, what else we've got, Mace Windas. Uh, Admiral Pieter Cech. He's got this one's a bit of a stretch. Robert Hoth instead of Huth. de Moron. BB-8 or Bebe 8, I suppose. He's uh, the Everton player, I think. And Alderon Atkinson. I like that one. Got the lads from Seismic Cinema. Now this is right up, uh, right in their wheelhouse. So we've got Obi-Wan Bisaka, Lando Pirates FC. To play on Orlando Pirates, which I think is South African, maybe. Kyle Death Star Feld, Kyle Skywalker, too much best spin on the ball, which I don't understand that one, but I'm not a Star Wars aficionado. Uh, Cross Barris Offy, uh, the Bantam Menace. So that's one for Bradford fans. Uh, last but not least, Crystal Thede Royal Palace for them. Uh, Sean, I believe, sent some in. True, Mcgu F M. Uh, Michael, John, Obi Wan Kenobi, Carlos, Chewbacca, Rafael, Leia or Liao, Qui Gon Jinton, and Fortune. That was a good one. Uh, he's got Jeremy, Count Dooku as well. So uh, yeah, some yeah, some decent ones there. Yeah, I'm decided what the next topic's going to be, but so got a bit of time to uh, to sort that one out. And that is play on words. Done for this episode. So, I mentioned at the start that there's a bit of a, a streamlined top six this time around um, because there's only two tracks this time. Uh, the first one is Rockstar by Mantra Ray. Uh, you can find Mantra Ray on Twitter at Mantra Ray2 and on Instagram at Mantra Ray underscore the underscore band. Right. This track is the opening track of the album Between the Lines, which was released on December the 1st. Uh, so if you're listening pleasure, here is Rockstar by Mantra Ray. Something a bit more uh, seasonal for this time of year. Um, one of the earlier guests in the podcast, uh, I can't remember what episode exactly, but they're quite early on, uh, the Mariners, uh, of which Luke Williamson, of Luke Williamson Art Notoriety, is uh, is the lead singer. Um, so him and Paul were on, I say quite early on, the Notts County and Leicester fans respectively. Uh, they've done a Christmas album called Christmas with the Mariners. and yeah, you know, not to be accused of not being in the Christmas spirit, um, I've got the track Christmas Eve, which is off that album. In fact, this is the opening track as well. So uh, I've gone with opening tracks on two albums now. So uh, in terms of socials, uh, you can find The Mariners on Twitter at The Mariners Band and on Instagram at The Mariners underscore band. So uh, again, for your listening pleasure, here is a little bit of Christmas Eve by The Mariners. Put in all the appropriate links um, for the band Spotify, um, social media handles as well. Uh, I'll try and dig out if they've got YouTube channels as well, so I'll put that one there like I did for the last one. Um, But if you go and give any bands that have featured on this segment over the course, of not just this year but last year as well, give them a listen, get in touch with them. Uh, If you get a chance to see them perform live, even better. So yeah, for the final time in 2023, that... Your top six minus four. Now that's it for the final episode of the year. Um, big thanks to our guest Greg from um, It's Only a Game podcast. Um, I'll put all the links for their socials and uh, Spotify, etc., in the episode description. Uh, I was going to say thank you as well for the continued support from the likes of uh, Songbird HQ and Moonman um, for you know providing tracks for the, the top six as well as the bands you know I've got in touch with directly themselves. Um, the continued support as well from Luke Williamson Art and Football for Brains Twenty One Quiz Book. Uh, Luke Williamson you can find at lukewilliamsonart.com and on Twitter at ltwilliamsonart. Football for Brains is on Twitter at Brains underscore 21. Uh, If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so at uh, Proj underscore Foot on Twitter, at Project Football Podcast on Instagram. Facebook Just search for Project Football Podcast. Email ProjFoot at gmail.com. Most recently, I've just set up a Discord server. So if anyone uses that, look for Project Football Podcast on there and I'm pretty sure you'll find us. Um, With all that being said, However you're going to celebrate this festive period, um, I hope you enjoy it and we've now reached full time. Goodbye, happy Christmas and take care.